Don't be afraid to have a conversation about these things yeah. with like the hiring manager. In, in the words of my mother, you don't ask, you don't get. Hello, professionals, and welcome back to another episode of the Professionalish podcast. Today, we'll be discussing your criteria and or non-negotiables in a job. That could be the job that you are currently in, or it could be that your current job cannot meet your needs or doesn't meet the criteria and non-negotiables that you have found for yourself. So let's get this party started. So for this episode, we are talking about basically criteria or non-negotiables to look for when you are seeking a new job. Basically, what are you looking for in a job? What should you look for in a job? And I guess this is from the fact that we have both been in the workforce for a minute now. And so I think that we could say we have both learned the hard way in some ways and in the easy way in some ways. And so this is... Any wisdom that we have, you know, gathered along the way and just from our experiences, here's advice that we have for you guys. Um, and so with that being said, when it came to what I would look for in a job, I never really gave a whole lot of thought about it. I knew that I was considering my education and prior experience, but that was kind of the extent of what I would think of. As you've heard me talk about before, I have had good job experiences and not so good job experiences. And I have ultimately walked away grateful for every experience, good and bad, and everything that I've learned from them. Um, And I feel like it's really helped shape me as a person and really allowed me to understand my personal and professional needs. There were certain thoughts that I had of like, I knew that having benefits was really important. And then the biggest thing was what I would be doing on a day to day. So those are important things. But because of how much I have learned along the way, that's not everything that you should be looking into. So when you were first looking into a job, what were some of your criteria that you were looking for? So I know I have touched on in past episodes that when I was graduating college, there was a lot of family stuff going on. It's a very different perspective um, because it very much changed everything about my life. Um, so when, like really as soon as I graduated school, like within like a month or two of finishing my family and I found out that my dad had cancer and it was um, very far along. And then he passed away within about five or six months from there. That completely changed my trajectory. So originally I wanted to be in the fashion industry. I very specifically wanted to be a buyer for a larger company. And this major life event threw all of that out the window. My number one concern was being with my family. So really, I guess what really answers your question is the only thing I was really looking for was a job that I was qualified for, that was part-time, that I could uh, stay with my family. Also in, in discussing this, you know, just to kind of jump right in, it's like evaluate where you are in your life. And we have touched on this and gone into depth in some ways in previous episodes of like 
what is the quote know thyself so like know yourself so you know what your needs are yeah absolutely there could be so many different reasons and motivations to what direction you want to go and as long as they are, they truly meet you where you're at then yeah there can be um a lot of options there different folks different strokes um so this is basically the episode that i wish that i had come across and listened to and so now kind of what you were saying with one of your intro um, episodes of I you want to create a resource for those um, in the way that you didn't have the resource mm-hmm. so you want to give it to the people now um, that you didn't have yourself um, and so this is the resource that I wish that I had that now <laughs> I've just learned along the way so we're going to go through a list and some of these you may not care about they may not be applicable to you um, hopefully you know a good chunk of them well but there's just a lot of different things to consider and whatever your prior experience and background is and life changes and personality and all the things um, we just want to go through we came up with as many as possible um, to just chat through these things um, so the first one um, is industry sorry I, just to, sorry I just want to insert real quick like some of these to me I'm like oh I don't care about that at all and I think we had even previously discussed like some of these are super important to you and I'm like I could care less and others I'm like this is literally a what did you call it a non non non-negotiable um and to kind of tie back into what I was saying earlier for me family family at that point of time when I was leaving school that was my non-negotiable and has been a priority for me for a long time so if, if that's kind of what your priority has been, I'm trying to think of like, okay, so your priority has been that. I think that my priority has been um, what what do I get to do on a day-to-day basis? Because I'm thinking through, okay, what, what jobs have I applied for and why have I applied to those? And one of the first things that catches my eye, what are they going to expect me to do every day? And am I good with that or am I not good with that? So I, I think that would be like the highest thing. So at the end of the day, if I'm going to spend 40 hours a week doing a job, I want to enjoy what I do and I care about what I do every single day. And I think something that I've really heard you talk about a lot and something that we've also, I don't know if I want to say like bonded over is growth. Mainly with that, I was just... Uh, trying to go in the direction of something that we have discussed together before um, pretty in depth is how important it is to both of us for there to be something that we're working toward something new or interesting or learning and growth and how that is definitely up there as a priority. I know that there are, you know, there's the healthcare industry, there's maybe a mechanical or industrial industry, there's technology, there's learning, teaching, there are so many great things out there. And for me, what I have noticed, and that is something to consider um, if that is maybe a, a value to you that um, maybe you want to work for Apple and you love technology and devices and software. And that's just like, it betters your bread and all those expressions. And like you, you love it. You can breathe it day in and day out. And 
do all the different tasks that might be associated with it, then stick to that industry. And if you love that industry and then you find that you're applying and you um, come across a healthcare job, that healthcare job may find may make you go, that's just, there's something missing. This isn't it. Some things to consider when you are looking at different industries are, um, I think we even have this as a bullet point on here, the level of required education. Um, for me, some of the considerations that I wish I had really thought of, that I had looked at or considered, um, are my personality, my personality type. So maybe consider what we talked about this in previous episodes, figure out what is right for you. So for example, um, the technology, sorry. So basically my, my brain is going to structure of take the content from the last couple of episodes, take the Enneagram, take the Myers-Briggs, and find your kind of output and like your kind of categories per se for those things. And then kind of segueing into this episode, take whatever that number is and maybe look up like careers that suit that number or um, complement that number and then use that to your advantage. Take what you got from those answers and then like plug them in to the quote unquote machine to find this part of the right fit the right consideration like take those factors and what is it uh what's the math not is it geometry no algebra plug them in like you would plug in the letters like an equation in a quick that's what i was looking for there you're looking for like the a plus b equals c kind of a thing okay um and in i think i didn't really learn about enneagram until uh, we started working together and after after finding out about my Enneagram, I had already taken some other personality tests, but I, I learned things about myself that I had never considered before. And it blew my mind. And that I, I learned so much about myself that it has ultimately affected what I have found to be important. So in learning about my Enneagram number, I realized there were so many things I had not considered about myself and how I function in jobs, in careers, and things that I had I just hadn't taken into, taken into consideration, um, things that are really important to me. Within industry, I feel like this should really be the foundation of where to start with jobs because there is, as you said, a wide variety of industries okay do you do you like working with people because if you don't want to if you want to have little to no interaction with people that's really going to cut you out of many industries and I think that should really be taken into consideration so look at the actual industry what what are going to be the expectations of that industry and does that work for you I don't think I had thought about it as comprehensively as you just laid that out. Because I was, when I think industry, I think, what will I be thinking about and talking about and working on at my job? What topics will come up? But to your point, there's not just the topic, but how all of the tasks come about. And so if you, it, with any type of industry, you have different, you got to 
pitch the sale to something, you've got to build something, you've got to be on location for something. So the uh, the landscape of that 40-hour week or whatever hour week job looks different. So like retail and food service, depending on, you're most likely going to be out in front of people and mm-hmm. standing and walking. And that's why they kind of have those like physical job descriptions of must be able to lift and bend and whatever. And so to consider depending on what industry you're going for and then the specific job, be aware of what your physical body can do. But then I guess like the mental part of it, just there's a lot of factors that go into play of does that work best for you or maybe not? This is really like the foundation of making a decision. Know yourself, know what you're signing up for, know what you're getting into. Make sure that it meets like these basic requirements like to, to give an example, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, if you like just Google it, if you're not familiar with it, start with that base level of is this meeting my basic needs? And then you can go from there. But moving on from that, we did, um, moving on from that, um, money and benefits. Well, you got to pay your bills. So I have some thoughts on this. Um, I think... The first thing, kind of what I, I think I um, implied this a little bit earlier, um, but I think that you need to have a like window or range of what you believe that you are worth, what um, is like the normal pay bracket for kind of your different criteria of, you know, how many years of experience, how, what education, et cetera, et cetera, what city that you live in, all those things factor into it. I would really encourage you to do your research to know what you're looking for outside of the basics of paying your bills because I want to encourage you to not just do, well, I can get by on this. I would encourage you not to have that mindset, to not just go, okay, like if my base level, just to throw numbers out there, if I have to make $10 um, a year, shoot for more than that. Maybe when, if they do offer you the amount and it's not what you want or whatever, maybe shoot higher. If they say, hey, how much um, are you looking to make? Maybe you shoot 5,000 higher or whatever. And the worst they can do is say, okay, we see what you're saying. We can't go that high, but we can go, you know, a little bit less than that. Hey, like you've like go high with it, but like look at what your basic bills are and then look at where your priorities with spending your money are. Um, it could be that you really want to bulk up your savings account. And so you want to make sure that you have money to put away to that. It could be that you have debt that you want to pay off. It could be that you want to buy a house or a car or have money for travel. Be aware of what is the base that it takes me to live. And then do I have any financial goals? What's the normal of the industry? And then anything that's less than like your minimum, that at that point, if that is a party to you, that would become a non-negotiable of if you find this amazing job, but it's less amount, you either apply and you say, I did notice the amount and I would like um, to request a higher offer than that for X, Y, and Z reasons, or you just forfeit being able to apply to that job because it's just not going to make you what you want to make. And you can always, at some point, you know, get raises and have it go up, but um, know what you're worth. Know that they're going to have to, you know, pay out a certain amount um, for you to consider the offer. Know what you're worth and 
know where you're at financially and go from there. So those are some of my initial thoughts. I think it's, it's sad that it's 2022 and it's like money, salary, what you're bringing in compared to other people in, in the industry, in the company. I feel like it's still, I feel like that's still such a taboo topic. And I hate that because it really shouldn't be. Um, Another part of this that I just want to speak on, I have really, the first time I think that I've really negotiated anything to do with the job is just recently. Because prior, I can't speak to everyone else, but I really was never taught to negotiate for hire, to expect hire. And maybe that's being a woman in the South. I don't know. Maybe it's being a woman anywhere. Maybe it is just background and culture. But I don't know if that was ever really addressed. I've always heard know your worth and yada yada, but I I don't know if I've ever heard ask for more, you know, ask for more time off, ask for more benefits. What's the industry average? Are you getting paid that? So a lot of these things that maybe you as a listener you're like oh my gosh yes I've heard that from such a young age I already know all of these things for me I never had that experience and I think I can also speak into being a woman and living in the south there is very much a an expectation of don't make other people uncomfortable don't push don't be don't act in a way that could seem aggressive I have learned a lot about myself the past few years in that you can really set hard boundaries and set an expectation of this is what I need and it's okay to do that and you don't have to be rude about it you don't have to be aggressive about it saying this is what I need that is not rude you're you're just saying what you need I don't I don't know if I'm explaining that very well but no you are you absolutely are say what you need tell people what you need because your boss isn't going to know that you can't live on $30,000 a year because you you have to live you have to pay for <laughs> groceries you may be single living alone or with a roommate and another coworker may be like oh yeah that's plenty of money as long as I'm only working x hours or it, regardless of the situation I guess it, it in terms of the situation that's important if your coworker is happy with like eight dollars an hour and you're like I literally need 18 to live not exaggerating that's a pretty big leap so you don't have to accept the offer you don't have to accept the first or the second or the third maybe if you're getting to the third offer that might be a concern at that point um, just in terms of negotiation but I was I was not taught about negotiation and that's that's nothing against my parents or anyone else it's just not something that came up so take that into consideration ask for in terms of Jordan's point just coming back around to that ask for more than you need or more than you think you need because I can also speak into with money and benefits definitely the with inflation recently that doesn't help but what you think things are going to cost it will always be more point being is when you're looking to figure out your salary, that is a, to a point, a long-term decision. Like, yes, you're going to get your raise, but it may take a year to get a raise. And so you're kind of in this place of you, you're offered this job. It's a little bit less than what you were hoping for. You know what your budget is showing you and what 
financial needs are coming up or you want to leave room for that, you don't want to stick yourself in a position where you don't have the funds coming in to cover things that are not expected. And so to think through, as Rachel said, everything's going to be more than you think. Everything is going to go up eventually every six months or year, whatever things will just naturally rise. And so to, I'm just always a thinking ahead kind of person, and especially when it comes to finances, just prepare yourself. I have lean more toward what will I be doing day to day and what will kind of, I guess, even the company culture, what will those dynamics look like above the money? So that has not been my leading factor. But again, you learn all sorts of things throughout your different experiences. So there could be after five years that those parties shift a little bit and that something goes down and something goes up. So I think on maybe not, maybe the same hand, um, I think benefits can be, or are, I would say are just as important as the actual quote unquote salary or hourly wage or however you're paid. Um, Like I had mentioned earlier, this, you know, really just this past winter, the beginning of this year, that was the first time I really negotiated for anything. But for me, I was thinking, you know, working what basically nine to five five days a week I was just thinking that's not going to work for me because what if I do have an expense come up what if 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 and I realized there's going to have to be some adjustments so for me my thought process was okay if xyz is what I'm being told is currently the highest that can be offered me what can I have in exchange for that? If I can only be offered this amount, what can I have in exchange? So I think I just said for me that was having most Fridays off and having a more flexible schedule in terms of what time I'm working uh, as well as being able to work from home some because that will save me on gas that will save me um, that will save my time my commuting time and also I'm much more likely to cook at home beyond that I know at the current company that we the current the company that we are currently um, in a different department they are offered great benefits that they would have nothing to do with what we're doing they are offered really in my opinion really great benefits that add like tens of thousands of dollars onto their basically their work package their benefits package um and I think that's not something that many people in their department at other employers have really taken into consideration because okay you may get paid more at other employers but are you paying for the extras yes in this other department there are different expectations and there are a lot of um software and other things that have to that literally you have to use and you have to pay into so if our company is paying that for them uh many other places would not pay that at all or um you're considered an independent contractor rather than a w2 there there are many things to consider uh and i think that a lot of people no matter the age no matter the industry don't take the benefit the other benefits the non-monetary part of a 
an offer package into consideration. I think that's 100% something to consider. Um, so definitely far more to consider than just the base salary. Yes, absolutely. And I think that when I originally think of benefits, I think of like health insurance and like 401k contribution, but like there's also the benefits that, that are kind of, I don't know if I would say secondary to that, but secondary just mentally as they, as you think about the word of like, can you do, um, continue education classes and be reimbursed for that? Um, if there's a resource, like more than like, I need a new mouse pad, but like, um, if there is a book that you want to buy or so I think of, um, you know, besides the basic like medical kind of things, like what would I really love to benefit from in addition to the base pay that I'm receiving? And maybe you, maybe it's not like a financial amount of, you know, we'll pay up to a certain amount for classes, but you just say, Hey, if I found a class on marketing, would you pay for that? And, you know, they, they have the option of, you know, approving or denying. So just things to consider along the way. The next topic is continuing education. I think that because Rachel and I are both growth minded, I want there to be a way that when I start to realize, hmm, I'm kind of plateauing or I, I am realizing that there is a gap of knowledge that I need to fill, I want to have the luxury and the benefit of going to my manager and saying, hey, if I you know, find a class I want to take, if I find a certificate I want to take, I want to feel the encouragement and support of continuing to learn while I'm doing the base functions of what I'm expected to do. Because what Rachel and I have been saying previously is we, if we are going too long with doing the same things over and over again, it's going to be a struggle for us. But if I know that, hey, I've come to not a wall, but kind of a like a blah moment of like ho-hum like I've mastered this I've learned this I've applied this now what I don't want it to be this dismissive we didn't you know we're not we don't have you here to learn in these areas like you you know enough you just keep doing what you're doing we don't have the resources for that I want them to go hey if you want to learn something new that could also benefit our our company I almost said country our company (laughs) go for it if learning on the job is important to you, learning new things, learn, like ex- always expanding your skill set, and if you ended up with a company that maybe finances were tight or maybe they didn't have the capacity to have that conversation of, ooh, which ways could you grow, then that would be, weirdly enough, very frustrating to me to go I, I I feel like my just how I function is just this inertia of going forward and it's like someone is like slamming a brick wall in front of me and going sorry we don't do that here and I'm like uh and so I'm like okay do I how long is this wall can I walk a mile and then go around the wall or can I scale it or like I I will always think of ways to like not that I'm trying to get around it but like I have this thirst now that has to be quenched how can I do that? And if you don't have the resources, maybe you find a free class somewhere. Maybe you Google some stuff or you talk to someone. Maybe you have to go through free resources. But to be able to leverage the company's financial resources for continuing education, um, I think is something to consider if that's important to you. 
to speak on your thoughts of continuing education and how you feel it's really important I think for me it's important if it benefits me more than just that exact position I'm in in um in every almost every position Ooh, this is a great example um so the one job that I left after a very short period of time I was promised a number of things one of those was extensive training and because I was doing a job that I was not qualified for I was very good at some aspects and had zero knowledge or experience in others and I was expected to do the full job and I literally did not have the knowledge or resources or skills to do my whole job and the comp- the higher ups of the company knew it and that was definitely a contributing factor in me leaving was there I couldn't even do my job (laughs) and all it required was some basic training Um, so where I am now this is just building on my current skills it's not necessarily required but from that first position to now from that first position of not getting any training everything that I've done between that and now I have had some kind of classes some kind of continuing education something that is enriching my knowledge my skills my talents and I found that to be very important to me if I don't feel like I am growing then I'm just bored out of my mind and I will leave I need some kind of growth to really feel like I'm being fulfilled the next topic that we have is a direct manager or supervisor If you end up having one of the rounds of your interviews with who would be your manager, take mental notes. Just be aware of, okay, how easy it is to talk with them. Do you maybe have anything um, in common with them? Uh, What do they see for your position? What are their hopes for that? Like, would you guys sync and work well and have a good professional relationship? Um, or is it someone who you guys just seem to have different languages, half of what they say you're not really picking up on or it's not making sense to you, or they're saying they have all these expectations and you don't know if you're going to be able to meet them, or maybe they seem too rigid or too opposite of rigid. Like, consider if you if you have the interview with them, take notes of that and maybe ask, you know, how would you go about in this conversation or in this situation? And if you don't end up meeting them during your interview process, ask hey for you know who would my manager be and what is their work style and um how do you if they have they spoken to how they're going to interact with my position and if so what could you um give me a couple of ideas so I definitely have thoughts on this this can be a very uh hot topic I have had a lot of good experiences and I've had some really not so good experiences and again walking away having learned something I think that's the ultimate of of ultimate importance to me but in actually staying with the position major determining factor and I know that I'm not the only one because literally google why people leave a workplace And you will find that the direct manager has, it's one of the most important factors for people. 
definitely had a huge impact on how long I stayed with that company or in that position and how well I did, how much I grew as a personal, as a person, as a professional. You are very likely to make decisions based on who is directly above you and who is pulling the strings. And Jordan, you made a great point of if you are walking into a position you have not met your direct supervisor, that's definitely a concern to address very quickly. Not that it means it's a bad thing, especially if you're at a larger company. Maybe they're very hands-off. But know, know what you are walking into because most likely they will be setting the expectation for your job. Something that Rachel has taught me is there is power in asking questions and you don't know what you don't ask unless it's offered to you. Oh my gosh, I just remembered one of the interviews that I had, um, one of the people literally said, like, how do you do with, um, I don't remember how they phrased it, but they were literally, they basically were saying, how would you do with the boss who tends to yell if you make like smaller errors and they were saying like something had been misprinted and the guy like blew a fuse and I was like part of me was like why would you ask that question like if it's that bad it makes me wonder why they're still there I wouldn't want to work with someone who's going to blow a fuse over something tiny I made a mental note of that and I was like uh crossing this this job (laughs) off off the table because I'm I'm not going to walk into that if I know what I'm walking into Our next bullet point is company culture. I have realized that it is far more important to me than I, I think when I first started working, that wasn't even a consideration. I wasn't even thinking about company culture. I think company culture is really important. I think many people underestimate how important this is. And you don't realize that maybe if you're at a company that is, has a lot of negative systems or negative thought processes or even just the people around you are negative that over time is really going to wear wear you down wear away um you know wear down your positivity or your outlook whereas if you are in a different setting where there is synergy or um there is a lot of support i think you know your uh, final couple of points really closes off the idea of company culture and leads well into our next point but that's a perfect segue into talking about leadership team vision values of a company I think this can look a lot differently depending on what the company is Um, but I think when I think of leadership team I think of the fact of it could be one person it could be three could be five could be like a board of people could be co-owners whatever and um, whether the top level is multiple people or there is, you know, near the top is this whole board of people, um, they have a lot of control and power and impact over the company. And it's a domino effect of like a trickle down effect to get to you. And so I think that if you can, if you, you know, you're looking at a particular company and you want to know where they're headed, like, if I'm going to give you all my skills and and energy and talent, where is it going to go? And like, 
is it going to be worth it see like what if you can find out or even ask them hey what initiatives do you have going on hey what's you know two business goals for the next 12 months of the year like to kind of know where their priorities are because if you either go gosh i don't really care about that or you know they could say because i have a marketing background they could say oh we're gonna do this and this and that i can i could go from my experience like you i wouldn't say this to them but like I don't see that as important or priority given the industry and the best practices. So that I see that as a waste of time. So I'm not going to be motivated to do my job if I know that's where we're going. Or it could be I actually disagree with that. Like that's just not a personal value of mine. And so therefore to have that showcased in my professional life is, is, a, is a conflict in value. This could be one of those things where maybe you you want to go yourself in a certain direction and this isn't really gonna help you get there and like even if it's like you want to get into a leadership role and they're not ready to offer that to you for like a solid year and you kind of wanted to step on into that well that's not really where you're headed or vice versa they want you to get into leadership and you're like I don't really care to get into leadership and so if they want to push that forward and that's just not really what you want it's not going to make you happy. If your vision for your role in the company, if your personal beliefs and values are just super misaligned with the company or the leadership team, that's probably going to be pretty tough for you to continue with the role because you're literally having to work. Kind of an extreme example, but let's say that you were vegan and you work at a meatpacking plant if your choice of veganism if that choice is based off of a love for animals and not wanting to consume animals or animal byproducts you are like literally that has to be so what's the word I'm looking for like disheartening discouraging so op kind of opposite end of the example I have found in my work that I really need a kind of a higher purpose in what I'm doing so my beliefs are in in alignment so the final um point that we have here is um kind of the idea of of advancement I don't know why I just said it that way I'm trying to enunciate in advantage um (laughs) wait wait if you know if if you know you know I don't know. <laughs> if you know, you know. Okay, cool. Anka Doms. <laughs> I'll show you later what I'm talking You guys about. need to comment on our Instagram for this post of if you if you know. Like, let us know if you know. <laughs> Hopefully we get at least one person who's like, I got you, girl. I got you. Oh, we will. We will. For sure. Um, and by the way, as we are posting these things – feel free to comment of like what your Enneagram number is. And if you have had experience with alignment in your roles or if you've learned the hard way and like, let us know your story. So, okay. So advancement, um, something to consider is when you're looking at a role, could you still be content with what you're doing in that role in a year or in two years or in three years, or even in as low as six months? Because your manager may be looking to hire you to fill this role and then to stay there for a while. They may just need you so badly in one specific area that they're not 
open and encouraging of you advancing in some way. And if you are also a growth mentality and mindset like Rachel and I are, that would be a deal breaker within Mm -hmm. your alignments and your values. So to ask, hey, where do you see this job going? But if growth is super important to you and constantly learning and, and, and all of that, then if you find that they're like, eh, we kind of want you to stay where you are for a while, that could be a, well, shoot, this isn't going to work. It's not something that I really considered until joining the company that I'm with currently when I realized, oh, for my ADD, for my interest, for my general personality, I need change often enough that I don't get bored in my role. Once I feel like I have quote unquote mastered what I'm doing and there's not much room for growth um I need change at that point I think that was that was really our last point um I just have a few thoughts to wrap up with out of all the experiences that I've had I don't regret any of the jobs that I have done because I've learned so much from them and and beyond that it's okay to, I don't want to say make a mistake because I don't think it's a mistake. It's okay to start a job or be in an industry where maybe right away you realize it's not a good fit for you or maybe you're in it several years or decades and you realize it's not a good fit for you because you are allowed to change your mind. Another tidbit of advice across. Snaps for that. <laughs> People change. You are allowed to change your mind. But I've left jobs that, like real estate, I realized that that industry was not right for me. I think that's really what I want to wrap up with is it's not a mistake if you learned something and consider more than money or more than one thing. You're allowed to change your mind. There we go. That's all. I'm done. Peace out. I guess also... Don't be afraid to have a conversation about these things with like the hiring manager. Ask the questions. And I would rather just be honest and transparent about anything that is either really exciting to me or really bothers me. And maybe they, maybe you say, you know, X thing bothers me. And they go, you know what? That's something that we cannot change. Like it just is what it is. And so it's ultimately, it's up to you ultimately if, if you're willing to do that or not. So Ask the questions, gain the information so that you can make an informed decision. In in the words of my mother, you don't ask, you don't get. You've got to put yourself first because your company won't know how to help you in certain areas. And so know how you best thrive and advocate for yourself. And you don't say it, they're not going to know it. If you, They're not mind readers. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode. We hope that we've given you some food for thought. And if you have any questions about this particular episode or you would like to hear from us on a different topic, please reach out to us through our Instagram. Just look us up, Professional-ish Podcast, and DM us there. Have a great day. Until next time, stay professional-ish.